What's up, everyone? I want to tell you about a car that you are going to love. Check it out. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, I love that, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. So let's say you're ready to take the family on a camping trip or something like that. The Santa Fe is perfect for you. You've got all-wheel drive. You can load everyone up in the third row. It's time to start being adventurous, and you need the right car, and that's the Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at newbalance.com. This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. What a play! Can you believe this? <laughs> no, I can't. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. <laughs> Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. Welcome, everybody. It is Tuesday morning. We're talking about the best players to pick up. Garrett Wilson will be among them. Curtis Samuel. Hopefully, you're in a shallower league. You can get one of those quarterbacks like Tua Tungabailoa or Carson Wentz or maybe even Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott is available in 22% of CBS Sports Leagues, which means if you're on another site that's mostly 10-team leagues, Dak Prescott might be available in a lot of your leagues. All right. Dave and Jamie are here. I am Adam. Oh, boy. This negativity here from Victor Garcia in the YouTube chat. He says, waivers suck this week. Ooh, Jamie, is he right? Uh, there's no Jeff Wilson, you know, a guy that's going to, you know, jump into your lineups right away and, you know, worth spending a significant amount of fab on, which I hope, you know, you did last week to get him. Um, but there are a couple of receivers. You mentioned two, uh, Garrett Wilson and Curtis Samuel, that could be starters in three receiver leagues. There's a, a tight end in Logan Thomas that could be a starter for you, you know, right now, low-end starter. And there's uh, just above the threshold of guys that we talk about, you know, and I guess probably two tight ends as well. But Carson Wentz could be a starter for you um, if you need a pivot play away from Dak Prescott and, and Trey Lance. And Gerald Everett and Tyler Higby, you know, if they're still available too because they're in the same range, um, can definitely be starters for you as well. So, you know, there, there are some options depending on the size of league that you're in. Uh, but yes, there is no, I must have this guy because he's going to save my fantasy team. No, there's not that guy this week. Dave, you know what I say to Victor Garcia, who says waivers suck this week? What do you say? You know something, you suck. All right. No, well, I don't think he sucks. No, he doesn't Victor's suck. Victor's okay with me. That was a Donkey Kong reference. You know that. You know it. No, was. it wasn't a Donkey Kong. Uh, it was Kong. a Billy Madison. It was, it was, Billy, Billy it was what I always reference. quote. Okay. Injuries that, that uh, we're keeping an eye on. You that know could, what, Adam? You suck. <laughs> there you go. Injuries that could impact week three. Uh, James Conner, not not supposed to be a serious injury. Don't know his status. Michael Pittman, they're hopeful he could play. J.K. Dobbins, week to week. Jerry Judy, got good news. Hopefully he can play this week. Dalton Schultz hasn't been ruled out. Michael Gallup might play this week. Anything on mm, Damian that's Harris? another way around. 
Yeah. Anything? Who, on, anything on Damian Harris? Uh, he said after the game that he was fine. He okay. literally said, "I'm fine," like four times in a row. And he, I mean, he had a press conference after the game. Usually, when you talk after the game, you're okay. Okay. Anything on Hunter Renfro? Uh, he's uh, in the concussion protocol, so who knows? Okay, so we're waiting on yeah. that. All right, then, without any further ado, give me the top three waiver wire priorities. Uh, Jamie, go for it. Uh, the top three waiver wire parties would be uh, Garrett Wilson, Curtis Samuel, Logan Thomas. Garrett Wilson, Curtis Samuel, Logan Thomas. And that, of course, does not include players who are rostered in more than 65% of CBS leagues. Uh, and Dave, who are your top three waiver wire priorities or just other names you want to give? Yeah, Jamie's got it all wrong. It's he, he just so way up base. It's okay, fine. It's Garrett Wilson, Curtis Samuel, and Logan Thomas. Could I give you three other names, though? Yes. Uh, Sterling Shepard, Michael Gallup, and now I got to give you a third name. I don't even know if there's a good third <laughs> uh, name. Darrell Williams uh, certainly should be in, in, in right. the discussion. Maybe, but it looks like Connor's going to be okay, too. You could get uh, him Right, back. but if, if he's not, you know, I mean, for a guy that's got this track record, and, and it doesn't necessarily have to be for week three, it's, uh, hey. you know, they, they, they sort of, I, I think, kept Eno Benjamin in the same role, and Darrell Williams might take over the James Conner role. They told Eno Benjamin to take four or draw four. I, I mess up my <laughs> How about this? Rashad Perryman. Zero percent rostered. If you're in a receiver pinch, it looks like he's going to be the number one guy for Tom Brady in week three. Can you say that or with confidence? Or it could confidence? be Russell Gage. Yeah, or it that's could the be problem. Miller, or it could be Cole Beasley, who they're signing right now. Or it could be Julio Jones. Or it could be Julio Jones. Yeah, he's not available. I think he's 80-something percent rostered. I can't ignore the fact that Josh Palmer got eight targets and scored a touchdown. Granted, it was a cheap touchdown late, but that that is oh, no, now... he's on the list. He's on the list. Yeah. But, don't, don't know if Keenan Allen's going to play. That's another guy we're monitoring, but they have Jacksonville. Sure, so if Allen's back, that hurts Palmer, and we know that eventually Allen will be back. So Palmer isn't... He's almost like Perriman in that it's a short-term type ad, but I'd rather have the potential number one receiver for Tom Brady. The 30th best quarterback receiver. in fantasy? The 30th best quarterback in fantasy. That's right. And uh, we, if you, uh, if any of you caught beyond the box score yesterday, going into the Monday night games, I don't know if this has changed. Probably not. Tom Brady, the, the Bucks had the second lowest pass percentage on first down through two games. They've uh, they've changed their identity a little bit through two games. No, that doesn't mean it's going to stay that way. No, um, but it might this week. All right, so Garrett Wilson, Curtis Samuel, Logan Thomas, Sterling Shepard, Michael Gallup. And what was the third name you said? Oh, Daryl Williams? I don't know. Daryl Williams could make the list, it's, but he could be like Tyler Boyd last week where we're interested in him on Tuesday, and by Friday it's clear that he's not going to be good. But he's a stash. I mean, you can throw him in the same conversation as Jamal Williams and Zamir White and other running backs that you're just hoping the starter in front of them gets hurt. And if you're wondering why Daryl Williams over Eno Benjamin, the stats were pretty similar, although Daryl Williams had his longest carry in three years. He had a 30-yard run, longest carry in three seasons for uh, Daryl Williams. But Daryl Williams, once James Conner got hurt, he played pretty much all the third downs and all of the snaps inside the 10-yard line. So I think that's why we're favoring Daryl Williams over Eno Benjamin. All right, uh, FFT in five is another great way to get some fantasy advice. Different type of fantasy advice, different show hosted by Chris Towers. Five minutes, maybe sometimes stretches to seven minutes or something like that. But subscribe to Fantasy Football Today in five. It's real quick and great information for you to help you win your fantasy league. If you're looking at Garrett Wilson or Curtis Samuel, first of all, who do you like better, Jamie, Wilson or Samuel? 
Uh, Garrett Wilson. Yep. If we think they're the best options on waivers this week for maybe both the short term and the long term, how much fab are you spending, Jamie? Not much. Uh, I think both these guys are right around 10 to 15%, depending on the size of your league and, and what you need at receiver. I mean, th- there, there's two things that play with both these guys. One, you know, we don't know what's going to happen for Garrett Wilson and the entire Jets offense when Zach Wilson comes back, and that could happen as early as week four. So Joe Flacco's throwing the ball all over the place right now. I think they trust that a little bit more than they might with Zach Wilson. That's not a guarantee, but, you know, just knowing that the veteran is, is in a little bit different spot than the, the second-year quarterback. The other part of it for Curtis Samuel is you know he's going to be you know, at some point probably hurt, which is just a, a, a sad thing to say about anybody, but it's just the nature of his reality. Of his history. Um, the, and, and the other thing about it is their schedule is about to get really, really tough. You know, so while the commanders are in a good spot right now, you know, just look at the next two weeks, for example, Philadelphia and Dallas back to back. Will he continue to produce like this? Oh. So um, just a couple of things to keep in mind, but I, I think they're, they're worth, you know, potential starters in three receiver leagues, especially as we're starting to get closer to the bye weeks. Um, if they continue to play like this, you're going to be thrilled they have them on your team. Did you mention that Brian Robinson could be on the way back, and that could further hurt? That could further hurt everybody in Washington, but especially somebody like Samuel, who's going. Yeah, to- I, I, I don't know if that's going to really impact what Samuel's doing. You know, I, I just think that he's he's locked into this role. You know, it's going to be, I think, an evolving situation between Antonio Gibson and and Samuel and JD McKissick and how they use all those guys. You know, that can do similar type of things uh, as backfield options, but. You know, Samuel is is a guy that Carson Wentz is fond of right now. It's a guy that the coaching staff is fond of. So ride him yeah. all the time. Uh, Robinson probably should have been the third name on my list of guys to get. Maybe even the first name after Wilson, Samuel, Logan Thomas. All kinds of commanders this week. 63% rostered. Yeah. He's two weeks away from returning. Coaching staff loves him. You know he's going to be like the feel-good story of the year. Yeah. You know it's going to happen. Brian Robinson we're talking about here for yeah, Washington. Yeah. It is a it is commander heavy, and, you know, it's also the waiver wire is going to be a lot more interesting if you're in shallow leagues and you see a guy like Tua Tungavailoa on waivers or something like that, or Dak Prescott, as I mentioned. If so, if you saw Tua, Tunga, if you saw Tua Dak Prescott, and Carson Wentz on waivers, who are you picking up? If it's for this week, it's Tua. Against the Bills? Uh, Wentz for this week, for sure. Um not against Philly. Then Dak, then Tua. Um, okay. Dak, but if you didn't need someone for this week, you'd rather have Dak rest of season or Wentz or Tua? I'd rather have Dak rest of season. Mm-hmm. Same. Boy, fun little debate. We didn't really get to explore it on the show uh, yesterday. Hopefully um, be able to do uh, on the HQ yesterday. Hopefully be able to do it with Heath tomorrow. But he said he'd rather have Wentz than Russell Wilson rest of season. And I, I did not agree. Did he say rest of season or did he say this week? I'm almost positive he said rest of season. I wouldn't have, my head would not have exploded if he had said this week. Uh, yeah. But I, you know. Yeah, well, Russ hasn't looked great and we don't no. know the status of Judy. No, he has not. Oh, that's uh, right. That's why I gave you, I gave you the out if Judy was going to be long term. Right. And it doesn't seem like Judy's going to be long term, at least, you know. So it, hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. But we don't, he's not on IR or anything like that. But. All right, we'll, uh, we'll get into that a little bit tomorrow. I know people are freaking out about Russell Wilson. They think he's done. Uh, washed, washed, as they say, incorrectly. All right, so we got a lot of uh, news to get to. What do you think of that Super Bowl preview last night? Unfortunately, <laughs> they, were playing, they were playing in different games, but uh, Eagles-Bills, <laughs> we good with that? That was my pick. I like it. <sighs> Both teams look great. Boy, Jalen Hurts is playing at a high level, huh? 
Yeah, the interception was not his fault, though. Yep. Uh, right, off the hands of um, Je- of Gainwell. All right, we'll talk tough, about tough those catch games. for him too, though. It, it was kind of just a poor circumstance of a play. Yeah. Oh, Kirk Cousins. Yay. Uh, anyway, uh, big news here. We'll get to those games a little bit later. We know Trey Lance is out for the year, but Tyrion Davis. You know, I was thinking yesterday. I'm not a star running back in college, but if I were, I would go to bed every night praying that the 49ers didn't draft me. They. <laughs> it, it's so crazy. It's so weird. Well, if you were a star player, you'd probably go within the first two rounds, and there's no way the 49ers are taking a running back in the first two rounds. They don't even start looking at him until round three. All right. Then I guess I would usually have to not until like round seven. Well, Tyrion Davis Price is out several weeks with a high ankle sprain, so that does make Jordan Mason, I guess, the next man up, unless they go with a veteran route with Marlon Mack. Well, I mean, Wilson and then Mason behind him, and then uh, don't they have Marlon Mack on their practice squad? Yeah, Kyle Shannon was asked about Mack's um, practice so far, and he said, you know, glowing things that he's fit in well. He also said they're going to go back to, you know, bringing in probably the same group of guys that they brought in last week, which included Devontae Freeman. I think he was... The other headliner, along with Marlon Mack, from a name standpoint, so they're they'll they need bodies. I mean, you know, this is a team that likes to have a, a plethora of running backs, for <laughs> understandably so, uh, for for the reasons that that we know. Um, but Jeff Wilson's in a really good spot right now. Yeah, and I said next man up. I, of course, I meant after Jeff Wilson, but TDP was taking some short yardage work away from Wilson, and yep. that's obviously not going to happen for a few weeks. Seems like Michael Pittman's got a good chance to play this week against the Chiefs. They could really use him. I think that's obvious. He's going to be awesome if he plays. No commitment on J.K. Dobbins. He is week to week. Next two games are New England. Actually, next three games are pretty tough for the Ravens. Patriots, Bills, and Bengals. Uh, Jerry Judy's got the shoulder injury. We've already talked about James Conner. He's got the ankle injury. It's not expected to be serious. If he does miss a game, then they're facing the team that's number one against running back so far in the Rams. Uh, Mike Evans is suspended one game. If you have Tom Brady, if you have Tom Brady and you can't get Carson Wentz, what do you do? Do you go to the Mariota group or do you just start Tom Brady? Uh, I would start Mariota. I would start Goff. Um, I would start, well, maybe not Goff. I would start Mariota. I would start um, Jameis. I would start... Garoppolo? No. All right. I'd be nervous starting Jameis. Uh, I might come around on Goff over Brady. I can't believe the words are even coming out of my mouth. But Goff's been okay. He was really good last week. Not better than him. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to buy into the Vikings defense being as bad as it was last night because they they really adjusted in the second half. All right. How about uh, Jameis Winston playing with fractures in his back? Talked about this a little bit on yesterday's show, but I'll ask you guys. Does that concern you? I mean, they said it can't get any worse, but does this concern you for Michael Thomas? Is, is Jameis Winston uh, an injury slash absence waiting to happen? Would Andy Dalton be that much of a far fall off from where Jameis is right now? I think so. I think it would be a little bit of a drop off in two regards. Number one, I don't think he's got the arm strength and velocity that Jameis has. He might be more accurate. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, frozen Dave. All right, we'll get him back. Uh, let's let's uh, get him from the studio. Uh, right it, would, it would be a drop-off. I don't think it would be a significant drop-off. So no, I would not be worried about Michael Thomas. 
All right, and Dak Prescott will not play in week three. He could be back in week four or five. Dalton Schultz yes, up should there. Be, he should be added. I did take your advice. Thank you. Okay. Uh, yeah, you can see that in the, in the waiver wire column, Dak Prescott. People thought he was going to be out for two months. So I get why they dropped him, but he could be back for Washington in week four, maybe the Rams in week five. Uh, Michael Gallup's got a chance to play. Damon Harris seems okay. Hunter Renfro concussion. Uh, Denver's secondary is pretty beat up with Sertan leaving with an injury. Don't know his status, but Justin Simmons is obviously out. He avoided serious injuries, Sertan did, so. Okay, that's good. Like Judy might play. Who knows where they might keep him out for a week. Jadeveon Clowney is out this week. They have a Thursday game against Pittsburgh. Um, <clears throat> any Is Jacoby Brissett going to be fine, or do we need to pay attention to his ankle issue? We assume he's going to start. Jacoby they say he's going to be fine, but... Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's Hooray. see. Oh, the Bills. The Bills defense so, took some serious hits last night. Obviously, cornerback Dane Jackson had the scary one. But yep. Matt, Matt Milano, oh star linebacker for them, Jordan Phillips, a defensive tackle, and Micah Hyde. They all left with injuries. That is definitely something to track. Well, that helps too, right? right? I mean, all the injuries for Baltimore. Help Tua last week, and sure, this could definitely help yep. Tua. That's why I like Tua this week. Yeah, if those guys are out, then Tua's in a much better spot. But that defensive front's still going to be a problem for him. They were they lived in the backfield last. I mean, it's incredible. They just whooped the Taylor Luanless Titans. Yeah, uh, that's a problem. Akeem Hicks, Tampa Bay defensive tackle, left with a foot injury. Their run defense has been nothing special so far. If you're interested in Jared Goff, Minnesota uh, safety Harrison Smith was evaluated for a concussion. He's in the protocol. Kansas City linebacker Willie Gay suspended four games. And that's pretty much all of the news I'm going to read because you probably probably want to hear about the waiver wire. Um, but there's here's a fun one from The Athletic. The Denver Broncos have had 15 plays from the 10-yard line or closer. They have passed 11 times. They've run four times, and two of them were fumbles. <laughs> they are broken right now near the end zone. Top three players at each position. Dave, why don't you start us off with the quarterbacks on waivers this week? And I, I think you can throw Carson Wentz on there. He's above the threshold, okay. but he's at 68%. So if Wentz is number one, or let's just say Wentz is number one in that, you know, not two and not Dak, but Wentz would be one, number one, then who would be two, three, four? Two, three, and four for me are Jared Goff, and then it's a close call. I, I could be swayed either way between Marcus Mariota at Seattle or Ryan Tannehill against the Raiders. But those are the top three, and I think Goff's at the top of the list, and I think he deserves it. The Vikings' defense played on Monday. Uh, it's going to be a short week for them. Harrison Smith is banged up, like you mentioned. And Goff's played well. Listen, Amonara St. Brown is putting up numbers that I didn't think he could put up. But the target share has still been there from where it was last year, and he's still finding others to help him get numbers, including the run game. So Goff is – I'm good with Goff this week if you're in a pinch at quarterback. All right. What about long-term? And people might – if you have Russell Wilson, yeah, I'm telling. I know that you guys know it. People are freaking out about Russell Wilson. Do you just and Brady think, should be? Yeah, Brady. I think there's you know more of an explanation. It's the wide receivers. Yeah, and they're very run heavy. Yeah. Do you just stick with those guys? I'm not saying you're going to drop them, but do you feel like you need a roster two quarterbacks right now if you have Wilson and Brady? One hundred percent. Yep. Okay. Yep. 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 So Goff, Mariota, and Tannehill. It's just such a drop off. <laughs> Uh, I'll throw out a couple more names. What if Jared... Well, hold on. The, the alternative, if it's such a drop-off, is to make a trade for Trevor Lawrence. If you think Lawrence is going to have a good game against the Chargers, which I'm not sure if he's going to be able to do that. But 
the trade route is the other way to go. There's going to be somebody in your league that has two quarterbacks. They'd be happy to trade one of them. But you got to yeah. give up something. Can't go to the waiver well, wire. You should be shopping Tua free. if he's on your bench. I mean, that's the easy one because he's not going to do that again. It's perfect so. to go and trade Tua while it's high. It's definitely a sell-high candidate. Yeah, I I, um, I forgot about Trevor Lawrence. I kept mentioning Tua and Jack Prescott. Lawrence is mm-hmm. right in that roster range. What if someone drops Matt Ryan after that horrible performance? You know, he, he was obviously a lot more competent in week one with Michael Pittman. Would you consider going back to him over, say, Jared Goff? Not this week. I don't, the yeah, I don't think so. Even though he should throw a lot against the Chiefs. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I would. Okay. All right, Jamie, who are the top running backs to add? Uh, pick your favorite Cardinal. So I'll go Daryl Williams over Eno Benjamin, but you should be adding both just in case James Conner's injury is going to be significant. Um, if you need somebody for this week, I'd go back to Mark Ingram because it's a favorable matchup against the Panthers. And, you know, looking at what he did last week with 10 carries for 60 yards, I didn't like the fumble. Um, and Tony Jones played a lot, but still, I think if they're playing with a lead, he'll have a better opportunity this week and a much easier matchup than what he faced against the Bucs. Um, as, as Dave said earlier, if you're just talking about stash candidate, Brian Robinson should be on the, uh, on the list. Uh, with what you can do, you know, and the thing you want to do is you want to get ahead of this now, as I wrote in the story that, um, you know, before it's, you know, week four and he's coming back in week five, you know, and people are making a mad dash to get him and his roster percentage continues to rise. He's been at 63% for the last two weeks. So I mentioned him in the story last week. I mentioned him again this week. Um, I think most of the people that are stashing him have IR spots. So the leagues that don't have IR spots, he's probably available. And so trying to find a way to get him on your roster, uh, PPR leagues, if you want to get JD McKissick, cause the commander is probably chasing points. As we saw last week, seven catches on seven targets. You know, he's capable of that um, when they're in that type of scenario. So he's not bad. Um, it's not exactly the greatest group of running backs. Jordan Mason, like you said, is a Mostert good is, candidate, too. is another name, right? Mostert? Uh, Mostert, yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, the fact that he kind of took over the backfield a little bit, um, knowing that uh, I think I saw somewhere the most routes he's ever run in his career. Wow. Um, so Chase Edmonds is clearly falling out of favor for, for whatever reason. I don't understand why. You know, you were telling me that Tua was going to throw 50 times um, in a game that they were in, you know, such desperation mode that he would be so little involved uh, was a little frustrating. So most are somebody that uh, clearly Mike McDaniel trusts and might be somebody that can work his way into a flex conversation more in non-PPR than any other format. But we know what running backs mean. And if they, uh, if they like him, you should probably like him too. I was very surprised that Mark Ingram did not see his roster percentage climb a lot. He's still only 48% roster. I figured 46%. figured after Kamara was ruled out, uh, that would be a much different story. But yeah. well, I, I think what that probably had to do with is the timing of it. You know, it was 1130. He was ruled inactive. You know, we were, well, I guess we got the news Saturday night. But um, it was, uh, I think, I know for me, like in one league, I didn't want to drop anybody to pick up Mark Ingram because I wasn't starting him. You know, yeah, against same, the box and, same thing. Mm-hmm. And, and one of those situations. So if Kamara's a short-term injury and he's back this week, you shouldn't be picking up Mark Ingram. Yeah, but I was thinking from a broader perspective. Okay, so Elijah Mitchell goes down in week one, and, and we we give somewhat of a lukewarm endorsement to Jeff Wilson. Like, you got to add him, but don't spend more than 25 30% of your fab. And that was when we thought Trey Lance was going to be the quarterback and before TDP got hurt and all that stuff. But... Um, you know, we, we we said Adam, but not like uh, changing your season. And now James Conner gets hurt. And even if James Conner were going to be out for a little while, I don't know how thrilled we'd be with a shared backfield, a team that's not running the ball very well. And, and you know, they look like kind of a mess. 
And just how many guys are there that we would be gaga over if the starting running back got hurt? And I do think Mark Ingram is one of those guys if it was a long-term injury, you know? Well, does it bother you that Tony Jones played more than half the snap? No, he had exactly two carries. He had two carries. He's, he's just... Played a lot on third and fourth downs. Maybe he was their passing downs guy. Ingram was two for two on snaps inside the 10, so that's good. But he only played 39% of the snaps. And I don't think he... How many that was late, though? Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, but it was only a 10-point game. Involved. We know he's an older back. Let's just hope Alvin's ribs are okay and he comes. Yeah, back. for sure. Just I'm just wondering, like, who are we going to spend all our fab on? <laughs> right? What are we waiting for? Tony? Have- Probably one of these rookie running backs for the season. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what what scenario is? The, who's the guy who's worth eighty percent of our fab? Somebody well, I mean, who got you dropped. Got, you got to remember that as we get into bye weeks and more injury situations, like Zamir White's getting dropped, Rashad White's getting dropped. Right, you know, right. those, yes. those are two guys, for example, that are going to have potentially significant value at some point during the season. Uh, Raheem Mostert may not be added and might be dropped just because people, again, looking to make some moves and if Chase Edmonds goes down. Uh, Devin Singletary gets hurt. Clyde Edwards-Alaire gets hurt. You know, I mean, th- those type of guys that you're just, okay, I like them. Obviously, Edwards-Alaire more so than, than Singletary, but if there's an opening to a clearer path for a, one of the better offenses, you'll, you'll get excited about that. Yeah. Maybe th- maybe that player Austin is not Eckler available. Sony Michelle becomes very popular, you know. I don't like all this negativity. Rashad, Rashad White would be one for me. I, th- I think that would be a pretty big deal. Yeah, I wish he had played better with his opportunities last week, but challenging matchup. Challenging right. offensive line. Uh, right, exactly. Okay, so uh, remember last week I made fun of Jamie because he was like, kind of talking like this. Is that a little bit sick? Well, what goes around comes around because I am now under the weather and feeling a little bit in the throat. Not feeling great. Kids had a cold over the weekend, so now I'm getting it. And what I'm trying to tell you is I crushed a packet of, not even the whole thing, of liquid IV yesterday. Uh, It was, uh, I think it was the tangerine flavor, but it also had a little bit of an immune uh, system boost in it. And there are so many different types of liquid IV. And people love liquid IV, by the way. You can buy it in bulk nationwide at Costco or if you want a little bit of a discount, Get 15% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use the promo code FFT at checkout. So Liquid IV is hydrating, basically. It hydrates you so much better than just a glass of water. One packet of Liquid IV and 16 ounces of water hydrates you hydrates you two times faster and more efficiently than water alone. It's got five essential vitamins, uh, three times the electrolytes of the traditional sports drinks, and 10 refreshing flavors that you can get in Liquid IV. Concord grape, lemon lime. Lemon lime is my favorite one. Pina colada, tropical punch. As I said, I had tangerine yesterday. It's non-GMO. It's free from gluten, dairy, and soy. And Liquid IV is on a mission to change the world. For every purchase, they donate a serving to someone in need. And to date, Liquid IV has donated over 24 million servings globally. So it's just a little packet that you pour in your water, you stir it up, and you have a much, much better glass of water. It hydrates you better and it tastes better. Grab your Liquid IV in bulk nationwide at Costco or get 15% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use the code FFT at checkout. 15% off anything you order when you shop better hydration today using promo code FFT at liquidiv.com. Back to waivers. Wide receivers, Dave, who are the best ones to get? I guess I'll ask you other than Garrett Wilson and Curtis Samuel. Yeah, G. Wilson's going to be pretty good. I like him a lot. Uh, Samuel's going to be great short-term. Sterling Shepard is available in half of CBS Sports Leagues. 
I think he's a good long-term receiver that could at least live on your bench. Gallup is worth carrying for the long-term. Jacoby Myers in PPR leagues. How about Corey Davis? He's had two good games to start the season. This Jets offense has put the ball in the air a lot, and he's still available in over 80% of our leagues. If you're looking for somebody just for week three, it looks like Rashad Perriman and Russell Gage could be those dudes. Other short-term options include Josh Palmer, Noah Brown, uh, Greg Dortch, Nelson Aguilar, and Patriots taking on the Ravens. Ravens were struggling against the deep ball last week. Aguilar's fast. And if I may give three more names, I know you didn't <laughs> ask for this many, but talking about rookie stashes, Christian Watson, available in two-thirds of leagues, Sky Moore. Sky Moore is still rostered in over 50% of leagues. And I'm not going to say it's a mistake to drop him because he's doing nothing, but he's going to come around eventually. And are we two weeks away from Jamison Williams joining the party in Motown? He's being held in about a quarter of CBS Sports Leagues. Maybe you should see if he's on your waiver wire, and especially if you've got an IR spot that needs some warming up. Mm, okay. By the way, the Jets lead the NFL in pass attempts. We're talking about Garrett Wilson and Corey Davis, for that matter. 104 passes. Number two is the Bengals, who played a full overtime game, basically. They have 89 uh, tied for third, Washington and Arizona. But the Jets have 15 more pass attempts than anyone else. Um, also, Garrett Wilson leads the NFL in red zone and green zone targets. Red zone inside the 20 or 20 yards and in. Green zone is inside the 10-yard line. I've I've heard the green zone referred to as the score zone. Yeah, whatever. I mean, fine. You like that better? I like the green zone, but score zone, yeah, we can roll with that. I don't know if people know what that is. I just told them. But, yeah, so just oh, but people are going to know what the, the score 10. zone is? No, I don't think so either. So yeah. Just say inside the 10. That's, I, I, I often do. Tight the end. Uh, Jamie, tight end uh, ads? Logan Thomas is the one you want to look at. Again, if you can find Gerald Everett or Tyler Higby on waivers, uh, and certainly in 10-team leagues, they're worth starting this week. Um, and they would be the two best ones over Logan Thomas. But Thomas would be one. Um I don't love the matchup for Evan Ingram, but you got to like his involvement. So going to struggle probably in week three, but should be okay moving forward. If he continues to see A-plus targets from Trevor Lawrence and Doug Peterson's offense. And he's only got one drop so far in the season, so that's a good sign for him. Um, the third one would be... I don't want to buy back into Mike Isecki yet, but um, it was a game or two or through 50 times. The one thing that you know is, is something to discover with him is... Is he starting to get more comfortable in the offense? Is he starting to feel a little bit more confident in his role and they feel a little bit more comfortable with him? Because he went from one target to four. Again, pass attempts were certainly up for Tua going from whatever he had in week one to 15, week two. But they need a third option. And I don't know if Seth Wilson's going to cut it. Obviously, Chase Edmonds not doing the job in the passing game. So maybe Kaseki has a little bit of a bigger role. Uh, again, if, if, if Milano plays tough matchup against the Bills, but you know somebody you might want to keep an eye on. Okay. By the way, Dan G says... Beavis would call it the score zone. That's pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah. Score. Score. Yeah. 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 <laughs> nice. Uh, DSTs. Dave, you got any DSTs? I do have some DSTs. Check to see if the Saints and the Chargers are available. They're widely rostered. So double check on that. If Pittman's not back, the Chiefs DST is going to be awesome. They're available in a ton of leagues. If you don't believe in Daniel Jones and the 2 0 Giants, you can go with the Cowboys. Their defense has been. Pretty good. They're rostered in 59% of leagues. Uh, the Titans get the Raiders. There should be some turnovers there. They're available in 80% of leagues. Also, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. The Eagles are 29% rostered. Really? Which is crazy. They are a really good defense. I know they've got the commanders this week. 
uh, I think they make them humble. I think the Eagles DST is worth getting. So take everything I said, put the Eagles at the top. Eagles, Chiefs for now, then Cowboys. What if the Chargers are available? Uh, I think I'd probably take the Eagles over the Chargers. Let me I, I, let me give you excited um, about the Eagles. The Chargers have just I just love their upcoming schedule: Jacksonville, Houston, Cleveland. Yep. So if you just want to sort of set it and forget it with the Chargers, uh, Jacksonville, Houston, Cleveland. I actually don't know that Jacksonville's a good matchup. Uh, you know, that's that's. I think it might be debatable. good for them. It just frustrated the Chiefs' offense. I mean, they're going to frustrate the hell out of the Jaguars. Right. I think it's a good matchup for the Chargers. Okay. And Lawrence isn't making my top 12 this week. That The offensive line's still a problem. Okay. And uh, you ID- need IDPs? IDP. Oh, kickers first, Jamie. Go ahead, kickers. Uh, the kickers would be Robbie Gold, uh, Will Lutz, and if Harrison Bucker's still out, Matt Amendola. IDP? Uh, I would start with Nate, don't call me Calvin and Hobbs. Slot corner for Las Vegas. He's given you at least 10 points each of the first two weeks of the season. Derek Forrest with Washington. I'm not sure what his role will be with Cameron Curl coming back, but you could look at him. Ernest Jones, linebacker for the Rams. Frankie Louvu, linebacker for Carolina. And I'm trying to find a defensive lineman. Let's go with let's go with Rasheem Green of the Texans, although I'm not loving him. He's he's the highest rated guy from last week, at least. Oh, wait a minute. Scratch that. Deron Payne, commanders. For at least two more weeks, he should be good to go. And we talked about some guys last week that are still available. Marcus Williams for Baltimore is having a massive year, but even without the three interceptions, he's doing great with tackles. Marcus Williams for Baltimore. New Orleans linebacker Pete Werner. And Houston defensive back Jonathan Owens is someone I added. He plays a lot, gets a lot of tackles. I didn't check the snap count for him this week. Hold on. Let me check the roster ship for Talanoa Hufanga. Oh, yeah. 24%. He's great. I'd go get. TH. Okay. Um, I did want to, for deep leagues, I am pretty intrigued by Noah Brown. I don't know how you guys yep. feel about it. He's a slot receiver. Played 45, he's played 45% yep. of his snaps from the slot for the Cowboys. And he's big, six foot two, yep. you know, huge, but, and he's running downfield. He's a slot receiver who's got a, he's running deeper routes than CeeDee Lamb. Uh, I know Michael Gallup is coming back, but they, they play different positions. So, um, you know, J- Jamie, so, how, how do you feel about oh, Dave, whoever? How do you feel about Noah Brown and who ahead, else for in the deep leagues? Yeah, Noah Brown certainly qualifies. Um, you know, Dave mentioned Brashad Perryman, but I think it's just kind of pick your poison with the Bucks at this point because Scott Miller led them in targets last week. They just added Cole Beasley. Uh, so I think that's more of a guessing game. But yeah, I think Noah Brown, uh, obviously Craig Dortch, you know, he's had now two productive games without Rondo Moore on the field. And so we don't know if Moore is coming back. Uh, Ashton Doolin led the team in targets last week. And if there is no Michael Pierce, you know, he could be an option for you in, in deeper leagues. Uh, Dave mentioned Nelson Aguilar. I mentioned the column as well. You know, somebody who, you know, can have some opportunities as well against the Ravens if they're, if they're banged up. Um, I think those are the best ones. Who's your favorite? Uh, Noah Brown. If, if there is no Gallup, you know, just looking at this giant secondary, um, and the way Cooper Rush played last week, especially if no Dalton Schultz. Uh, there, there's a lot to like about where he can be right now. That's I think right. He's every target on his way. I think the, the, Schultz, the Schultz, and didn't even consider the Schultz impact. It's a yes. good point. Um, all right. So those are some guys uh, for you to consider in your deeper leagues. Well, let's go to Buffalo 41 and Tennessee 7. Let's talk about the game from last night. A lot of injuries, unfortunately, and to some pretty important players. Four starters on defense for Buffalo. Uh, we don't know. Oh, three, actually. No, four. Four. 
and Mitch Morris, but he came back. They're starting center. Um, so and and you know what? They gave up seven points. So they they did just fine. Uh, for Tennessee, Taylor Lewano left tackle. Broken. What's that? Tennessee, yeah. They Tennessee suck. is broken. They're in the Stone Age. They have, but but I you know if Traylon Burks gets dropped, I don't know that he will. Seventy two percent rostered. Up. Pick pick him up, up, right? Yeah. Yes. All right. How do we feel about Derrick Henry? And by the way, the other Tennessee injury was Bud Dupree. He left in the second quarter, starting linebacker for them. How do we feel about Derrick Henry, Dave? Did Taylor Lewan come back. No, I don't think so. I don't think he did. And if he did, he was out by the fourth quarter because they pulled all their guys. I'll double check. But Derrick Henry, your thoughts on Henry? Let me just give the stats real quick. He had 13 carries, 25 yards, and a touchdown after 21 carries for 82 yards against the Giants. It's bad. Um, The the first problem I see is that the offensive line is a humongous problem, way worse than I thought it would be. He's seeing eight men in the box on almost 30% of his runs, fewer yards before contact, and even Najee Harris, 0.12 yards before contact. For Derrick Henry, I'd like to think that the Titans coaching staff is smart enough to figure out better ways to use him. And you saw it on a on a toss that they gave him uh, it, after they were getting blown out, so they just gave him a toss and he gained some positive yardage on that play. But it feels like the burst is is halfway out the door, if not totally out the door. And it it, it makes me nervous. This is this feels like a, a telling week for the Titans because they've got the Raiders. I think it's their first easy matchup of the year. It's one that Derrick Henry should absolutely tornado through. But if they had the Giants in week one, yeah, but the Giants run defense with Leonard Williams is pretty good. And I I do wish he averaged more than like four or five, four and a half yards per carry in that game. But I'm, I'm willing to not panic yet on Derrick Henry. He's someone I'm trying to buy low on and not, not sell on, not sell low for sure. I'm going to give him a chance against Las Vegas. And he still has a bunch of matchups against the AFC South to come. So a little worried. Like to see the Titans kind of change up how they use him and use him more on the edges. We'll see if they do it. Okay. Yeah, he his yards per carry, his yards per carry was was way down in 2021. His explosiveness, his ex- explosive play percentage, way down in 2021. And, you know, I've, I did the research. Every running back in NFL history who's had a 2,000-yard season I think there are eight of them. They've all lost at least a yard per carry the following year, and that happened to Derrick Henry. But a number of them bounced back the year after that, you know, had a better season efficiency-wise. But it was, what did he play, eight games last year? It, it was a year where he just was just a volume guy. He really wasn't special as a running back. I know that sounds crazy, but if you just look at the, the explosive play percentage and just the yards per carry, he wasn't the same guy that we had seen the previous two, two and a half seasons. So it is carrying over right now, but hopefully Henry can get things turned around. Um, it, Jamie, do you think we'll ever get to a point where we can trust Devin Singletary as a starter? He had eight touches a week after having, having 10 touches. Not without an injury to one of the other two guys. I mean, they just feel pretty comfortable right now using all three of them. And so everything we heard this offseason, Zach Moss is not going away. He has not gone away. And this is... You know, you had to expect they were going to be a, a very pass-heavy team, and that's certainly playing itself out. But, uh, yeah, no, Singletary, I think the minute he has a good game, and I'll say the same thing about Derrick Henry. He has a great game against the Raiders this week. I would be selling, selling, selling. If uh, Devin Singletary has a good game at any point, you should be selling, selling, selling because uh, it's not going to be sustainable probably for either guy at this point. Wow, that's a strong statement on Derrick Henry. Well, I mean, we, we just – you know, Dave, Dave alludes this, and Dave's been the high guy on Derrick Henry. Uh, this offensive line was always a concern for me. The passing game was always a concern for me. 
Um, I didn't draft their, any of Derrick Henry. Uh, I didn't draft Derrick Henry in my leagues for a reason. Um, you know, he he just made me nervous. You know, for all the the work that he had coming back from the injury, and it's played itself out. He should have had a good game against the Giants. He didn't. Last night you had to expect a little bit of a down game just because the Bills defense is fantastic, especially up front. If he does not have a good game against the Raiders, oh my God! Uh, yeah. But if he does, you know, the name still carries plenty of of, of recognition, and it should. And I'm not saying he's going to be bust if, if he doesn't have a good game against the Raiders. Uh, or, or, or I, I shouldn't say that. I'm not saying he's going to continue to be a bust, um, but he has that potential. But I do think, though, if he has a great game and you can get something fantastic in return for him, that's absolutely the move you should be making. By the it's way, Dave. The Raiders, Raiders, Colts, Commanders, Abai, Colts, Texans. Those are the next one, two, three, four, five, six. Colts healthy might be tough. Colts are, well, the Colts are tough regardless. I mean, they've been good against the run, right? I mean, who? Um, I, Jacksonville. Uh, Robinson, yeah, Robinson had one big run, and otherwise they did great against him. And He can find the end zone against those guys. Every He's time o- over the last three years that they've played without, without uh, Sha- Shaquille Leonard. Leonard, they've actually done pretty well against the run, and then they're even better with him. Uh, by the way, Derrick Henry, Dave, he actually faced an eight-man box on 36.5% of his carries last year. So it's nothing new for him, uh, but I'm sure he did better right, last year. Right, but it's year. with a worse offensive yeah. line this year. They've got to find some answers there. All right, Philadelphia. If, if Lamont's out, their best starting tackle is a rookie who was like, I think it was Petit Frere round three or round four or later. I'm not sure. It was not a primary pick. Uh, two quick things, sorry. Two quick things. James Go. Cook, if you're if you're just looking at the box score, 10 of his carries came in the fourth quarter, hit 11 carries, and these two teams sat everybody in the fourth quarter, basically. It was a preseason game. And um, what do you think about dropping Dawson Knox? He had a yes. fine game, four for 41 on five targets. Uh, drop him for Logan Thomas? Yes. Yeah. Drop Dawson Knox for Mike Kosicki? Not yet. But if Who would Milano's you rather out, start this week? If Milano's out, then he might yeah. be better than Yeah. Than I'd Knox. rather start Knox. I don't I don't want to start any tight end against the Bills. I, I don't trust you know, I mean, look, Mark Andrews just destroyed them, but he's Mark Andrews, so just take that into account. The Dolphins, yeah. Neither of these teams should be a good matchup for tight ends. Dolphins Dolphins Bills. I am not calling Dolphins Bills game of the week. As much as I like the Dolphins, I do not think they are in yeah, the Yeah, great Bills call class. by you. <laughs> that was a lot of fun. Philadelphia 24, Minnesota 7. Eagles just dominated. They had the ball for over 36 minutes. One thing that could have helped, Irv Smith had a big, a big drop. Could have been a 63-yard touchdown. Uh, Darius Slay left with an injury in the fourth quarter, but he seems fine. There was really no mention of it that I saw after the game. Nothing serious there. All right, uh, Jamie, big takeaways. Let's start. Why don't you give me the big takeaways for the Vikings? Um, Primetime Kirk Cousins again. <laughs> you know, it, was, it was ugly. Uh, he just couldn't avoid Darius Lay. Um, they did a great job. The Eagles did have taken away Justin Jefferson and, you know, having a, you know, Slay basically on him and, and a safety over the top and just, you know, getting cousins frustrated. Um, I, I wouldn't worry too much about the Vikings. I think they'll be fine. You know, it was good to see Irv Smith get going. Uh, he should be mentioned in, in the tight end list. I got to add him to the column, uh, because you know what Kevin O'Connell told us again, another squeaky wheel situation that he was going to be more involved than he was. And so there's a lot to like about him potentially moving forward in this offense. But uh, I think Dalvin have a big bounce back game against the Lions. I think Justin Jefferson will be fine. Cousins will be fine. I wouldn't panic after what we saw last night. Dave, your, your take on the Eagles. Oh, oh, uh, Thielen. Yeah, I was about to not talk about the Eagles and bring up Thielen because a lot of people were reaching out, freaking out 
over Adam Thielen. And finally, Kirk Cousins realized late in the game, maybe he should throw to Adam Thielen a little bit more. And he ended up being okay. I think that's the next guy that gets the squeaky wheel treatment in Minnesota. And it only makes sense that Philadelphia laid out a plan. This is a great way to take on Cousins and the Vikings. You put a safety or a safety over the top of Justin Jefferson. You dare Kirk Cousins to go elsewhere with the ball. And Cousins didn't do that. He kept throwing to him, but maybe he should start leaning on a great route runner like Adam Thielen and, and this tight end that they've got too. So I, I'm holding on to Thielen. You're, if you cut him, you're a knucklehead and you can't trade him for anything. And I think he's going to get more targets as we move forward, or at least as many as he had yesterday at seven yesterday. And I would imagine you'd catch more than four passes when he gets seven targets. Who would you rather have rest of season? Miles Sanders, who is now has 30 carries in two games or Adam Thielen? Sanders. I, I think Sanders makes sense as the answer. It's a lot tougher in full PPR. And you got to worry about Sanders not lasting all season long, but as long as he's here, man, he's because Thielen's the picture of health. <laughs> yeah, right. That's a fair point. Uh, I think Devontae Smith is going to be the team captain for the all frustrating team. The guy who's going to be on oh, your bench. I liked him this week when he's though. good. Yeah, but fantasy managers really didn't. He was starting thirty-four percent of leagues. Yeah, which is better than Tyler Lockett, who was started in something like eighteen percent of leagues and he had a hundred yards. But right. I think it's going to be a head scratcher with Devontae Smith. He's a boom bus flex to the core. We might even like rename boom bus flex after Devontae. I did too. I like him week three against the Lions. No, he did. He did do well. I'm just saying, I, you or know, not against the Lions, against the Commanders. You just know. You just never know. I, I don't know when to when to know it's going to be a Devontae Smith week. I, I figured after having no catches in week one, they would try to make a point to get him involved. Well, they, they, they the first catch. Yeah. Yep. Uh, they do have Washington next week, so that I mean that should be very good for for everyone. Should be a high scoring yep. game. Well, Hopefully. I think the Eagles will hold up on their end. I don't, I don't know about Washington. Uh, all right. And, and yeah, I think what's really encouraging is how aggressive this team is. They are not, they are not a boring run, 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 run team. They, it is Jalen Hurts' team, and he is crushing it. We will take a break. When we come back, the drop-o-meter, more names to know from the waiver wire. We'll be right back on Fantasy Football today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We are back. Let's talk about the drop meter. Zero to ten. Zero is no, don't drop them, you fool. Ten is why Why do you even have, why did you drop them? What are you doing? Why are you even asking me? That's a ten. I can't repeat that. I don't know what I said, but that's a ten. drop meter for Kadarius Tony, 53% rostered. Ten. Eleven. Marquez Valdez-Scantling, 64%. 10.5. Uh, I don't want to drop him. I think there's just a big game coming at some point, but I understand if you're going to, so I'll say six. Big game's going to come for Sky Moore. 
I don't know. Eventually. MVS is always on the field. He's running he's all always the on the field. Yeah, but he's making mistakes and he's not great. Is he making They're mistakes? Eventually. They're going to sour on him. How is he making mistakes? Because he's not catching all the targets that he's getting. That's and true. Juju two is, two catches Chelsea for is, seven and targets. Juju's doing a little bit better. I'm not saying that Juju's great. I'm saying after Travis Kelsey, they've got they still have to figure their way with the receivers that they have. Yeah, MVS is not coming off the field. The only thing that might help Sky more right now is that Michael Hardman's banged up. Uh, Jarvis Landry, talk of the town in week one, 82% rostered. Uh, uh, drop a meter. Seven. Uh, three. I think it'd be a mistake to drop. George Pickens, 73%. Ten. Oh, I don't want to say ten for him. I'm going to say seven. For, if I said seven for Landry, I'll say seven for Pickens. But. The, pro- the problem for Pickens is not Pickens. It's Trubisky. Right, and we'll see what happens when they – the offensive line's the biggest issue in Pittsburgh. There's no question. They're going to have a new quarterback soon. Yeah. Yep. One more week. That's what I said at the beginning of the season. Get the Jets in week four. All right. Uh, could be Zach Wilson versus – could be versus Kenny Pickett. Yeah. Elijah Maybe Moore. Drop a meter for Elijah Moore. Zero. Yeah, zero. Matt Ryan. Yeah, maybe one. One. I'm going to say one. All right. One. Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan. Uh, four. Eight. You're not going to like him this week if if uh, Pittman comes back against the Chiefs? I will like him more. That offensive line's a problem right now. And, you know, Pittman will get his numbers. Uh, and Ryan could have another empty stat line like we saw in week one. He was a touchdown away, which would have certainly changed things. But I think we're going to get a lot of that. All right, let's go right back through the waiver wire and maybe talk a little bit more about shallow leagues for you 10-teamers out there. uh, I think I already asked you this. All right, these four guys are available in your league. Rank them rest of season. Tua, Dak, Lawrence, Wentz. Dak, Tua, Wentz, Lawrence. I think I'm okay with that. I think I'm okay with that order. It's the middle. Do I have Wentz ahead of Tua? I'm not sure. All right. Add the the ads in Jamie's column. I don't even know if we mentioned Justin Fields, did we? I don't know if we should. Well, he's love up, him this week. He's up. He's got Houston this week. You love yep. him. Yep. You love him. You love his 18 passes. For the record, the he, the Texans defense has held Matt Ryan to 17 points on 50 pass attempts and Russell Wilson to 12 points. Uh, not that I'm buying them, but they, they have done that. So it's Fields, Mariota, Goff, and Garoppolo. Those are the four on your ad list. So talk about it, Jamie. Yeah, I, I think Fields is going to have uh, his, not breakout game of the season, but he's going to have his breakout game of the season to date. I mean, can't be worse than what he's been the first two weeks, but look who he's played the first two weeks. San Francisco in the rain, and then the Packers coming off a tough loss in Green Bay. So I think this is going to be a good opportunity for Fields at home. Um, I don't buy the Texans defense, like you said. I think he's going to have an opportunity to make some plays with his legs. Uh, so I, I, I don't think he's a slam dunk must add must start type of guy because it's Justin Fields after what he's done the first two weeks. But based on some of the quarterback play that we've had, uh, I think given the matchup and the opportunity, I think Fields is going to surprise some people. So yeah. he'd be a guy that you should start this week, uh, ahead of Tom Brady and ahead of Russell Wilson. If there is no Jerry. Dude. Ooh, doctor. Wow. Okay. That's, I love it. I love, I love Adam, spicy you, saw, take. you saw the film of Justin Fields. How do you think he looked against Green Bay? Bad. Um, First of all, he only threw 11 passes, so hard to evaluate. But, no, I, I saw him on two separate plays miss huge plays. Uh, just didn't see it. And you know what? Here's the thing. That does happen 
to every quarterback, probably in just about every game. You can't see everything. Sometimes you run out of time. But no, I, I, I was not I was not impressed. I watched it with you, sort of. We were kind of IMing uh, with each other while we watched some Justin. You can't Fields be impressed play. with what he's done. And, so yeah, he didn't, There's no reason to be he impressed. He didn't play well. Um, now, we could talk about him from a this week standpoint, but we also should just talk about him from a season-long standpoint. Have you given up hope on Justin Fields being a true breakout and basically becoming a must-start quarterback? Yes. I am far more interested in carrying Tua or Wentz or... You know the other quarter, Trevor Lawrence, I agree. ahead of Justin Fields. I agree. I think that's that makes a lot of sense. But I also think that he's going to be better in better situations. This being one of them. I mean, again, the two defenses that he faced so far this season were very good, and the circumstances in Week One were terrible. And yeah. so I thought, you know, if we want to, you know, uh, I don't want to trash him, but we want we want to downgrade him a little bit for what he did in Week Two. You should give him a little bit of credit for how he rallied the team in the fourth quarter there against the 49ers in those circumstances. And so, Joe Boo week? Um, no, no. I mean, I, I don't think that's the case for for Justin Fields. Uh, I don't buy that, by the way, anyway. Uh, I think, you know, Fields has a, a, a chance to surprise some people this week. Like I said, I think you'll be okay with him if you need a pivot play quarterback. All right. Uh, any, I don't know if you guys want to comment on Mariota at Seattle, who that's a really good matchup right now. Great matchup. Uh, Goff at Minnesota. And Garoppolo, look, if you're in a super flex league, we should talk more about super flex. Garoppolo per game last year was number 17 in four point, number 20 in six point per passing touchdown league. So he is 7% rostered in a super flex you know league. He never averaged 20 fantasy points per game in his career. Yeah, that doesn't shock me. Not even in that those five games, though, at the end of that. I mean, if, you, if you're taking that sample size, but remember, he started some games. Um, No, I'm sorry. He had the one bad game where he came in in, in like a half. Uh. Well, he, he, you know, you might not even be able to get Mariota or uh, or no, Goff in a Superflex super league. No way. So, no. So, well, a 10 and, and team you to might. go back to your previous question, he is the guy in Superflex or two quarterback leagues to break the bank for this week. Not not over the season, but you know, you're not going to find a guy like this available on waivers most weeks. So, well, he, what he's, what he's, about Pickett? He's half your half. Let, let's say Pickett got the job tomorrow. Just hypothetically, just want to know how you'd value them. Would you rather have Pickett or Garoppolo rest of season? Garoppolo. Okay. Yeah, I think you're, both, you're, you're you're in both cases. You're talking about who can be QB 15 because that's their ceiling. You know, you're not yep. you're not going to get a top 12 guy. So I think Garoppolo just given the weapons, look, he might be better than he's ever been if everybody's healthy because he's never had this group of receivers healthy for a significant stretch of time. So if Kittle comes back and is 100 percent plays the rest of the season, Ayuk looks like he's, you know, rookie Ayuk plus last season, end of season Ayuk. You know, he looked good in, in the game on Sunday against. Seattle. So hopefully he's back to being that guy. And then Debo being Debo, I mean, that's a pretty good trio of, of weapons. So and and what's the state of the run game in San Francisco? Probably just as good. I mean, Jeff Wilson. I don't think it's just, just as good. Jeff Wilson's Jeff, okay. Jeff Wilson will be fine. Compared to Elijah Mitchell and other guys that they've had in the past when Garoppolo started. Well, but they have Debo. But they, but they have Debo. Jeff Wilson was one of those guys. They they get they get, you know, chunk plays from Debo every week. Uh all right. Listen, I got this diabolical thought. Right now, all right? <laughs> We're in a 12-team, two-quarterback league. Actually, 12-team super flex league. Garoppolo is going to go for a lot of fab. What if? I have four quarterbacks. I don't need Jimmy Garoppolo. What if <laughs> you spend a lot of fab on Garoppolo just to trade him? And think about the player you could get for Garoppolo and how much fab that player might be worth. 
you know, and because people are desperate in these two quarterback leagues or these super flex leagues. It's just something to think about there if you want to be a little bit bold and just kind of a jerk to the rest of your league, to the teams that do need. That's not being a jerk. No, it's not. It's not. That's strategy. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. All right, uh, let's talk about running backs here. If available, check out Naeem Hines, Isaiah Pacheco, Alexander Madison. You know his deal. Jamal Williams, 68% rostered. Those um, are all just handcuffs. But the ads in this order are Daryl Williams, Eno Benjamin, Mark Ingram, Brian Robinson, J.D. McKissick, Raheem Mostert. I don't think we need to spend any more time on those guys. Please rewind the podcast, and we uh, and we have time codes to help you out if you want to you know, skip around, check the episode description. But how about Mostert? Uh, how, sorry, how about Tyler Algier, Jordan Mason, maybe the Ravens situation? Ugh. No. Anyone that you'd be looking at? Tyler Algier's 48% roster, Dave. What do you think? If you want to be patient with a running back who might have like two good games all year, <laughs> you can pick him up. All right, it's really not an exciting. No, I think as, as long as Cordero Patterson's around, Algier is going to be the second back at best. What do you guys and think he about might be third and rushing because Mariota's around? What do you think about Samaje P. Ryan? By the way, just with just with Mixon getting such a ridiculous workload, is P. Ryan the type of handcuff that you'd break the bank on if oh, if there were an no. injury? You don't need. To, oh, if there was an injury, like yeah. if Mixon was out for six weeks, just, yes, just as a handcuff. Guy. You're right. So um, the timing is Mark Ingram, How much did Mark Ingram move the needle? No, I, I, I mean, I thought he'd move it more. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's the same thing with Piran. You know, you're, you're, you're talking about a guy that's just a guy, so he'll get a lot of volume. He's not a break the bank guy, though. He, I think he would be. I think people would would race to him. Good luck with that. Similarly, like they did to Jeff Wilson. I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying it would happen. If you've got Mixon, I think he's a great guy to stash. If you've got Mixon. I just think he. I just wonder if P. Ryan is one of the handcuffs who would actually have a pretty big workload. He would. He would, he would have a very. I, I don't know how much I use Chris Evans, but we'll see. Um, no. He would. He would have a good workload, but again, it, it's still Samaje P. Ryan in the good yeah. workload. Right, but fantasy football is about opportunity first, and if he's got that opportunity, then I. I no, he's going to be added. Okay. He should be added, be, but he's he not a break the bank guy. A floor of ten PPR points a week. Because I think he'd keep a lot of that third down work that he's got now. Evans yeah. would take some of that away. From, Evans is a passing downs back. Well, let's just hope Mixon stays healthy. would handle the rushing. <laughs> hope Mixon stays healthy, but he is a guy who's got some injury history, and he's he's leading the NFL on carries. So, uh, yeah. or he's it's maybe second behind Fournette. All right, uh, wide receivers. If Dahan, if Jahan Dotson and Chris Olave are both available, who do you like better? Dotson. Uh, Dotson slightly. And how about Garrett Wilson versus Dotson and Olave? Wilson. Dotson, Olave, Wilson. The only reason being is I just don't know what's going to happen when Zach Wilson's back. We, we saw this all throughout last season. All the receivers were better when it wasn't Zach Wilson. Yeah, so it's so true. I hope it's not the case, but, I mean, my goodness, he was just, you know, bad for, for almost everybody. I'm yeah. hoping he's a little better. And I think Wilson, the way that he plays, he's a great route runner already. He's got great speed. I think he can help Zach Wilson. Yeah, I, I don't think it's a bad player. idea that, that all three of these guys can be good. But, you know, I mean, if if we're nitpicking here, I just think the other two guys are in better spots. Which of these three is most likely to lead his team in targets? Forget about the quarterbacks. Oh, uh, Wilson. I don't think any of these three have great quarterbacks. Could be Garrett Wilson. 
I that's why I lean. But, but I mean, it's the weird thing so far for the Jets this season is is how uninvolved and unproductive Elijah Moore has been. And I wonder if that's the guy maybe Zach Wilson favors when he comes back. I don't know, but I just wonder. Yeah, and maybe we're having a different discussion after week three. Maybe week three is the Elijah Moore game. But right now, it does seem Flacco just really likes Wilson. And again, he leads the NFL in red zone and green zone or score zone targets, whatever it is. Yeah, three end zone targets in week two. And the Jets have thrown 15 more passes than any other team. And meanwhile, with Washington, there are five players on Washington that have 10 to 12 targets. And then there's Curtis Samuel, who has 20 in two games. Believe it or not, he's just crushing everyone in targets, and they've got a deep receiving core. So Samuel's 59% rostered, um, but you guys like Wilson better than Samuel, Curtis Samuel. Uh, Sterling Shepard is kind of you know looking like the number one guy, the clear number one guy for the Giants. Of course, Daniel Jones. 10 targets. Yeah, 10 targets. Uh, Daniel Jones has thrown for fewer than 190 games in both, 190 yards in both games. There's Michael Gallup. There's Noah Brown. There's the Patriots guys. Who's your favorite Patriots wide receiver? Myers, long term. There's Josh Palmer against Jacksonville if Keenan Allen's out, and then against Houston next week if Keenan Allen's still out. Um, there's the Bucks situation. Who's your favorite Bucks receiver to get? If it's for one week, it's Perriman. If it's for the rest of the season, it's Gage. But neither one of them are huge priorities unless I'm desperate for a receiver. Perryman would be like the third guy that I would probably target off of waivers after Wilson and Samuel for just week three. I'll take Gage as the best Bucks receiver. And then, uh, Dave, I, I changed two of my team names. One is Dorch Goes Fishing, and one is Medulin Oblongata. Which team name do you like better in honor Medula, of... Medulin Oblong, whatever. <laughs> Greg Dorch Medula. and Ashton Doolin get team names now. Who do you like better if you want to pick up someone in deep leagues? Noah Brown, Greg Dorch, or Ashton Doolin? I think it's Brown, followed by Dorch. Uh, Corey Davis is also out there in a lot of leagues. He did have a good game, but it was a 66-yard touchdown catch with nobody covering him when the Browns just stopped playing, which was a mistake. <laughs> um, so let's go to tight ends here. Hopefully George Kittle can come back. Hopefully Delton Schultz can play. Uh, Gerald Everett and Tyler Higby are in the check-to-see-if-available category with Higby being a bigger priority. Uh, Gerald Everett, by the way, has a 4.7-yard dot Average depth of target is 4.7 yards. That's the lowest of his career. And, you know, that could that could be Keenan Allen stuff when Keenan Allen gets back. Yeah, he's a yak guy. They like him to try and move the ball after he makes the catch. Yeah, actually, he has the highest yak of his career by far, which could go hand-in-hand mm-hmm. hand with the low ADOT. Um, all right, so the, t- the priorities are Logan Thomas... And then everyone else, I guess. I mean, is Logan Thomas. No, James- Irv Smith. I, I, I oh. forgot him just because he played last night. Irv Smith got eight targets, gets the Lions. They just give up a touchdown to Logan Thomas. They gave up a decent game to uh, Dallas Goddard in week Goddard one. Goddard should have Goddard almost scored against him. Yeah, so Irv Smith should absolutely be uh, a, a priority. 32% roster right now. The other three guys were Evan Ingram. Oh, four guys. Evan Ingram, Mike Kosicki, Tyler Conklin, believe it or not, of the Jets. I mean, he's got 16 targets. He's got a touchdown in one game, four, six catches in the other. Um, and Taysom Hill, way at the bottom here, 61% rostered. Yeah, I took him off the list. All right, yeah. Are we, are we done with Okuwebunam? I wouldn't be done with him, but I don't know if he's a priority dad, especially if they had one target. I mean, that was just a weird game for the Broncos. It was a, it was a weird game. What happens if Judy's out for six weeks? 
Yeah, someone's got to step up to help in that would think. game. Could be Devontae again. What's KJ uh, Hamler? Sure, but Oku could be that guy too. How long is KJ Hamler out? Not sure. Uh, he's he's always he's got a hard time staying healthy. I mean, it could be Kendall Hinton for all we know. I could see Tyree Cleveland. Coach Nathaniel Hackett said that Hamler is sitting out for maintenance reasons in week two. So he's coming off a torn ACL, did play in week one. I don't know if you can well, really maybe expect he back. And he, I think he would end up playing a lot. Maybe not at first, but um, all right. Those are your uh, tight ends. We like the Chiefs, the Chargers, and the Cowboys as DSTs. Dave likes the Eagles more than all of them. So decent uh, DST options. Remember, the Chargers are set up for about th- maybe three weeks of good matchups here. And the kickers are Robbie Gold, Matt Amendola, and Will Lutz. So there you go. That's our waiver wire show, folks. Talk to you tonight at 8 p.m. Eastern, youtube.com slash fantasy football today. For Dave and Jamie, I'm Adam. Have a good one, everybody. See you.